welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crabby Christian, a Misfit Media Network production. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Welcome to a very special episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian because today I am joined by my best friend. Hi! In the studio. Like we're actually sitting next to each other. We are sharing a mic because I couldn't get my second mic to work, but here we are. How do you feel? I'm excited. Yeah. This is the first time ever. It is. Yeah. We're very close to each other's oh, yeah. faces right now, <laughs> but it's okay. It works out. So the most common question we got was like, how did our friendship start? Which we met on Instagram three years ago? Or yeah. was it more? No, I think it was three years. You had started speaking out against hustle culture mm-hmm. and I think somebody reshared stories or a post that you had written and I was like I like that Mm -hmm. so I started following you you followed me back and I didn't have very many followers yet no I think if I remember I think you were at like 4,000 right yeah so it was because one of the questions we had people submit questions on my Instagram and one of the questions someone submitted was like how did y'all become friends on Instagram when you have so many followers well this was three years ago Mm -hmm. I didn't have very many followers to speak of. I just started the podcast. And so you and I were talking all the time in DMs. I had followed you back. That migrated to Marco Polo. Yeah. Yeah. We started Marco Poloing. Well, I think you asked for my phone number in DMs. (laughs) (laughs) It was one of those, I don't want to make this weird, but can I have your phone number? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And then migrated over to Marco Polo and we just started Marco Poloing every single day pretty much. Did you have more followers than me at the time? No. 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 Yeah, no, I was only at like a couple thousand oh, okay. back then. But we were like in the same realm. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And then we started Marco Poloing all the time and then our husbands started like talking to each other in the background of our Marco Polos. Yeah. And it was kind of like, can y'all do something your own like stop it. Shush. And then we've been growing our friendship for three years. Yes. Yeah. And it was like a solid year, I think. I remember you had said, you know, I really feel like I'm going to meet you in person this mm-hmm. year in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It was You're 2021. Because right. we, I think it was like a week or two. I was actually trying to find the Marco Polo where we were talking about it because a week or two later, we had decided to move into the motorhome and sell our house, sell all of our, all of our things. And you, said you guys should come here first yeah (laughs) I'm like that sounds so fun I remember all of that so clearly Mm -hmm. like y'all deciding to sell everything I bought a bunch of your stuff (laughs) I brought it down in the motorhome (laughs) and then yeah y'all went to Tennessee first and then you drove to Louisiana and y'all how long did y'all stay the first we were here it was like originally (laughs) planned that we were going to park in your driveway for a couple days And we were going to get a campground because we didn't want to impose. We're like, we don't know these people. Like, we know them, but we don't know them. 
And after a few days, I remember you telling Nick, you're like, if you're going to get a campground, you might as well just leave because there's no point for you to be here, but not be here. I knew with Nick, I had to be like me. Yeah. Almost like I had to be like, that's dumb. Yeah. Because Jeremy hardwired our house. Mm -hmm. For y'all to be able to plug your RV so into So we could have A's, AC in the Louisiana heat. Yeah. Yeah. So we were here the first time. We came down mid-March and we were here. We ended up staying till end of April. Mm-hmm. So I think it was six weeks yeah. that first time that we came here. And then y'all left and then you came back in like October, October. when we were in our yes. RV. And you stayed another three Four. Yeah. That yeah. was another thing where we were just planning <laughs> on coming for a week, a week on our way back to Michigan. And we're like, we have nowhere else to be. Yeah. So, and our families just melded together. Yeah. It was family. Yeah. Is what we <laughs> call like it. An extension of Blake's family, basically. So, a lot of people were wondering, like, how do you become friends with somebody on Instagram? And we really, we met on Instagram, but I think, mm-hmm. like, we live in 2020. Like, the, or <laughs> it does feel like we still live in 2020, <laughs> doesn't it? We live in 2022 now, but at the time it was just like, it was just how we met. Like it was, it's the equivalent to me of like meeting in a coffee shop. Exactly. And then we just, and we didn't talk all the time from the beginning. Have I ever told you that I thought you were, I think I have, like that I thought you believed like saw the world totally different than me. Oh yeah. Like I remember, I think you had said to me the day that you started speaking a little more boldly on your stories that you were really, like I was a person that you were nervous to see how I would respond. And I'm like. Oh, no, girl, we're good. (laughs) I remember being pleasantly surprised. Like, oh, okay, good. Like, not that we couldn't be friends if we disagreed, but it's nice. It just added an extra layer around that time of, you know, finding another like-minded friend and how important that was then. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it just spiraled from there into talking a lot. So one of the really common questions was like, did we, do we both come from similar backgrounds of friendship do we have like similar stories and i would say yes very like very creepily similar. yes and we've gone we've actually walked through some of that together mm-hmm. kind of watching it happen in one another's lives yeah which is sad it is but also helpful it was because i think we were walking through things where there were some things that happened you know, that I had already walked through that I could give you encouragement on. And then for me, there were things that happened later on that, you know, you had already walked through through some friendships that you gave me some very good truth <laughs> around that time in my life, which changed everything. Mm-hmm. I think walking through that is part of what, like walking through that together is part of what's made our friendship as close as it is because so if we like had a word for our friendship, it's safe that my stuff is safe with you. And also I'm safe with you. We just 10 minutes ago, I was like, right, what if you hate me after X, Y, Z? And I keep having to tell you <laughs> one day you are going to stop thinking that you can do anything that is going to make me hate you or think differently about not you. Not want to be friends not with you. Be, yeah. But that's my reality. Yeah. Like your history informs your reality. Absolutely. And my history has been, there have been certain things that I have quote unquote, done that really weren't that big of a deal that got blown epically out of proportion and ended friendships over it. Exactly. Well, and I think that walking through some of that with you has helped me understand where you're coming from when those insecurities come out because I can just 
take a step back and not think about it as in like, does she really think that I'm just going to drop our friendship at the, you know, at something so small? But I have an understanding that you have had situations where that has happened. And so it's just so helpful for me to understand that about you because I can be sympathetic. Exactly. And like compassionate. Like we just not that long ago, you had like a book swap. And I forgot about it. Mm-hmm. I forgot. I wanted to check in with you and like see how it went. I forgot. And I was panicking when I realized I had forgotten. And you were like, it's literally fine. Yeah. Like it did not even occur to me. But just like a week or two earlier, I had told you this whole story about how I had had like a day full of panic attacks and hadn't been able to show up to something for someone. And they essentially ended our friendship over it. And so, you know, I'm like, <laughs> Like, I'm so sorry. I'm such a bad friend. And you were like, I love you and I see you and I know why you feel this way, but stop it. Exactly. <laughs> and I had said, you know, thank God that that conversation had happened. Like, it felt like it was such the Lord's timing because I could fully understand where you were coming from. And on my part, the things that, you know, I've learned from friendships and friendship breakups and how... I don't rely on friends in that way anymore. Like, yes, yeah. of course, it's great to feel celebrated and to be noticed and, you know, have those things celebrated. But for me, I don't I don't need that mm-hmm. from you. And so that also makes a huge difference. It does. I think I want to talk about expectations in a second, but I think talking about having your stuff be safe with someone is huge. There are very few people in my life now that I would say I trust completely that and I know that the some of this is my how I see the world you know in the view through my eyes but I don't trust a lot of people and I don't I mean we've been really good friends for three years and just a month ago told you this story of what you know someone had done and so I think that there's such a give and take of like there being grace for walls or boundaries or whatever but also The other person needs to respect those things. But at the same time, you need to be actively working on your capacity to be vulnerable and tell those stories and let people into your stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I feel like we're constantly unlearning things from previous friendships, but we're still learning so much about each other and our friendship because our friendship isn't isn't the same as how it was with other people. But there are still things that have been carried on from those breakups and insecurities and things like that but we're still learning so much about each other in our friendship that you know it is a give and take and it it can be scary when you've been burned in the past for certain behaviors or struggles or mental health or whatever for those things to flare up but i mean and this goes back this even goes into romantic relationships when jeremy and i first started dating i would react to certain things a certain way And at one point he had to be like, you're making me pay a price for something someone else did, for a debt someone else owes. And I think that that gets, if you have that kind of past relational pain, romantic or platonic, it can get carried into healthy relationship. And if one or both of you let it, it can suffocate even a healthy relationship, your old stuff and your old baggage. So yes, there is a responsibility on both of your parts to be compassionate and grace-filled towards that stuff. But also that's not a free pass to not be working on it. Absolutely. And not, and if you've found a person that it's safe to with, 
working on it with them. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a lot of things that I've processed with you that it was really helpful for me to just hear someone say, that's insane. Yeah. That they did what? Mm-hmm. Like people can be really successful in convincing you that you're the problem. Sometimes you need someone that loves you where I know you, like you have told me, mm, uh, that's not that bad. I get that. Mm-hmm. No, you're being a little, a little extra. I love you, but you're being a little extra. So it's not that you're telling me just what I want to hear, but you are willing to speak into those things and be like, uh, absolutely not. Yeah. And I think that's like how we said our word for our friendship is safe. I know that I can say things to you and I'm not worried that you're going to freak out. And, you know, it's not a friendship that we just have to agree with each other all the time. It's like there is good truth and love and it's just. It's been a huge blessing. Do we disagree on anything? I mean, I know we do. Mm-hmm. But like but anything like big, monumental? I don't know. I don't think we do. No, not really. We're very politically aligned. We're extremely theologically aligned and like spiritually aligned. You don't have kids yet, but very like parentally aligned. Our marriages look really similar, except I am Nick and you are Jeremy. Like <laughs> scarily <laughs> similar. <laughs> What did I do? Oh, I keep, I kept, Kylie, if you didn't know, is a voracious reader. You know, so she's here and she's reading and I'm like talking to her. And I was like, oh my gosh, I keep interrupting you while you're reading. I'm sorry. And she was like, I'm married to the male version of you. I am used to it. It is fine. Like, this is my every single day. So, Nick just bopping around. Hey, 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 hey. And I'm like, I'm pretty certain he sometimes waits till I start reading to start talking. So. I feel I get yeah. it. So going back to expectations, somebody asked, what are your expectations of each other? Like kids' birthdays, do you travel? Not because there's an expectation. Right. But because we want to. want, yeah. To. Uh, we have spent thus far, we have spent every birthday together. In the last year. In the last year. There's only been two. But <laughs> me and my, yours in December, mine in January. Elliot's. Oh, no, we didn't come. Oh, you were it here. was in April. Yeah, in we 2021. We stayed for Elliot's birthday. We stayed birthday. for Elliot's birthday party. That's right, yeah. And then we won't be together for Jeremy's because we have to go home, come home, but we'll be together like the week of. Yeah, and Nick's, I think we're close enough. That, yeah. But not, like Blake said, not that it's an expectation, but it really is just, it's the desire to celebrate those types of things together. I mean, we planned a whole dang trip to Disney for my birthday and Blake and Jeremy were like, yeah, let's go. This yeah. is going to be so fun. And they did. And it was a blast. Yeah. So I don't, I think that is one of the things that's very safe and freeing about, because I mean, it is worth noting our husbands are best friends now too. Yeah. They're bordering on being cuter than us yeah. and I'm not okay with it. I'm like, you need to back up with the cuteness. Like it's ador- it's adorable, it but adorable. also, and this is—I don't know that either of us, either of our husbands have ever had friends like one another. No, I so don't think so. I think that that is a big deal for us as their wives to see them thriving in a relationship like that. That's so good for them. Like men need friends, absolutely. So like just as much as women do, yep. they just are under you know a different narrative that doesn't prioritize that as much for them, but. I don't feel any expectations towards you and Nick. And I also don't feel like there are any expectations on us. Because I feel like there have been trips that have been mentioned that we've been like, we can't swing that. Absolutely. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. So I think we're just like, we're constantly trying to come up with ways to be together. Kylie's here this week 
And in a week, we turn around and drive to Michigan with like no real return date. I don't, do we have anything? The next thing we have planned after that is October. Yeah. But I think we'll probably see each other between July and October. Yeah. This is the first time that we, after your trip in July, we won't have anything on the calendar like within the next six to eight weeks, which can very easily change by the time you leave. But that's another thing that somebody had asked, how do you make the long distance work? Mm -hmm. And that was something that I had mentioned is we try our best to have the next visit planned before we're done with the current one. And and we we, almost always do. Yeah. We always do. I think since we moved back to Michigan, we have seen each other within six to eight weeks Mm -hmm. over the last six months. Yeah. I would agree. I think along those lines of like keeping a long distance best friend, best friendship that we do a lot of things. We Marco Polo almost every day. We, I think going along the expectations conversation, I don't feel bad about texting you 10 times without a response. (laughs) Like I just assume you're swimming or sleeping or doing something and you'll get back to me when you can. Yeah. And you do the same. Exactly. I remember one time within the last month, I had done something it was like an all-day thing and I had I forgot to mention it was it a to funeral you. I oh think. yeah it was a funeral and it went way longer than I had anticipated and <laughs> I remember you I had FaceTimed you or Marco Polo you and apologized and was just like hey was really busy and you came back to me and you're like you don't have to apologize and I said to you I was like yeah, but in the same way that I would want my husband to know what I'm doing so that he's not freaking out, we have that same friendship where we are talking constantly. So if right. I do go off the map for six hours, mm-hmm. you start to get a little concerned. And so I'm like, in the same way that I'm going to tell Nick what I'm doing for a whole day, I'm going to tell you because right. I, I feel that that is just a respectful thing to do. But it's not because I feel... Um, obligated. obligated yeah or that you have that expectation of me so no, I, it's again want like yeah. I want to I think by the towards the end of that six hours I was starting to get like okay I need a sign of life <laughs> are you alive <laughs> because I am starting to get a little bit concerned I'm not mad no. I'm just concerned or like you texted me something very important a while back or Marco Poloed it to me and I tried to FaceTime you and you didn't answer so I just FaceTime Nick <laughs> I was just like, B, you go answer. Like, so I do. And I think that that's another part of it is I'm not scared to be obnoxious. No. Like I'm safe to be obnoxious. Yes. And also there are some weekends where we're both super busy with things and we might not talk for an entire day like and normal okay. during the week. And there is zero... You know, there's no questioning anything. Like, I'm not worried, like, is Blake mad at me? You know, it's just that's how our friendship has always been. And because it's safe, we don't get insecure Mm -hmm. when those situations happen. Yeah. And I think even in the beginning of our friendship, because that was another thing that kind of carried over for me from past friendships was if we wouldn't talk for a while a lot of the time because I was busy. I'm too ADHD. Like, if I really need to focus on something, my phone goes on, do not disturb. Mm -hmm. And so, and more often than not, I tell you, hi, I'm going dark because I got to like do things. Mm -hmm. But even if I don't, like I know it's okay because, but in past relationships, that's not been okay. And I've been penalized for doing that. And so I think it's just really open dialogue, really open communication, being willing to be vulnerable enough to tell your story 
Oh, so some other things that we've done. Like we, sometimes the four of us just FaceTime. Yeah. Like we'll just sit on FaceTime with the four of us or we'll, fa- we'll FaceTime and play Mario Kart together, yep. which is really fun. Yep. But I mean, I feel like at least once a week and it's not like a, on Wednesday at 7 p.m., we're going to FaceTime. We just like end up all four of us FaceTiming. It's always super spontaneous. Like yeah. I remember you and Jeremy FaceTimed me the other night and Nick was already laying down and I was in the living room and I was like, wait, I need to go sit by Nick because I want him to feel included. Yeah. <laughs> and it, we do. Like, I think that was uh, the most question we got was like, how do we keep along the distance friendship? And I think that all of these things kind of build on top of one another mm-hmm. to make it easier. The lack of expectation, the safeness, the vulnerability, your stuff is safe here. Our husbands being friends makes it a hundred times easier. And that isn't always going to be the case. Like yeah. my husband is not best friends with all of my friends' husbands. Mm-hmm. We just are really lucky. Exactly. Another common question was how we work together, but we're still friends. <laughs> I don't know how it works so well, but it just does. It really, it's like shifting gears. Yeah. We will literally be on Marco Polo and in one breath, Blake is telling me something business related and in the next it's a total 180 and she's updating me on something friend related. (laughs) I feel very lucky that it has worked out. I think the distance can help in that situation because we're not as much as we would love to sit next to each other every Mm -hmm. single day and be able to work, you know, across the desk from each other. It's just that's not our reality. And I think that has also helped us to have a good working relationship because we were already so used to Marco Poloing and Mm -hmm. FaceTiming and that sort of thing. Well, and I think the way we started working together, when I reached out and asked if you wanted this, there was a specific position that we were looking to fill and it's grown exponentially. Was it October? I think it was uh, September. September. in Utah. Okay. Yeah. So I think originally you came on in a graphic design capacity and I reached out and like asked if you wanted to come on to do graphic design. And you were like, I'm not a graphic designer. And then I was like, I'm going to hang up on you. But, but I also wanted it to be very clear. Like I was like, I am not asking you to quote unquote work for me because I don't believe in you and your abilities and your capacity to go out and do something on your own. If you want to do that, like the second you're like, you know, I think I kind of want to like do this or do my own thing. I'm going to throw everything I've got behind you. I'm going to be super sad to not be working side by side anymore. But like, Yes. And so I just wanted to make that really clear. And I think you knowing that, I don't even necessarily usually feel like you work for me. Yeah. It like we work together. Yeah. Like, it, yeah, it's me and Jeremy's company. Mm-hmm. But like, you're also, you're my best friend. So it makes it easier for you to be invested in the success of my company. Exactly. And like, care about your work. Mm-hmm. I mean, you do great work regardless. But I think I just liken it to shifting gears. Like, neutral is friendship, drive is is work yeah and we like you said we really do just like like (laughs) just go back and forth so in 2020 before we were like really as close as we are now I remember you talking about that position that was available and just feeling this conflict of should I apply do I risk this friendship that we're building and immediately make it a working relationship and I prayed about it And I really felt like the Lord was telling me that one day we would work in some capacity together, but not now. And so I didn't apply for that position. And I just said, okay, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. 
And then a year and a half later is when you asked if I wanted to start working as a graphic designer. And we had a very established friendship. And when we came home to Michigan, I remember another, you know, God laying it on my heart of crappy Christian might be your main thing right now. You might just need to lay down the plans that you had had for your business and your, you know, what you're doing and let crappy Christian be the main thing. And once I felt that affirmation from the Lord, I was like, okay, this is, and it's been so easy ever since. Yeah. Well, and that, that was definitely a big part of it for me was it was such a give and take, right? I didn't want to bring somebody on board that, that wouldn't be all in on crappy Christian, but then at the same time wanted you to know how much I believe in you and your gifts and your abilities, but also could just very clearly see where your gifts and abilities fit in with this company. And, you know, I was like, I don't want you to get a full-time job. (laughs) (laughs) That was the main thing. I don't want you to have to go like get a corporate job. I want you to continue to like live the life that you're living. And like you were already doing things for me Mm -hmm. because you were my best friend. So it really, we've been really fortunate that it's just been this really natural kind of merge that I know doesn't happen for everybody. But another kind of, of the like providence of God, you know, your story of like not applying for the original job. When I first started out, I created a note in my phone that was like my non-negotiables. And it's like a little cringy to say, but it was like, if I blow up, like if I get big, if this is successful, these are my non-negotiables for myself, you know, and it was like, I'll always stick to the errancy of scripture and I'll like never get too big for my britches and I'll always make time to do like quote unquote smaller shows because if people hadn't done that for me, I wouldn't be where I am today. And then one of them was like, if I ever get to a position where I need people working for me, my relationship will be more of a friendship than a working relationship. And so it's just been so like, I made that note in 2018. Yeah. And so it's just been so cool to see God, like that's just only God could like weave that kind of story. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's been really cool in the working relationship that we have because I feel like I can celebrate your wins so much more having such a good understanding of everything going on behind the scenes. Like I remember we were on a marketing call for your book and I literally teared up because I was like, not everybody gets to know the intimate details of what happens at Crappy Christian. And it is such an honor. And I just love being able to celebrate that so much more because of that. Yeah, because you, like you said, you get to see behind the scenes. Exactly. Another question somebody asked that I wanted to touch on is tips for traveling to said bestie on low income, because we've both been in low income situations where we were strapped and Mm -hmm. we were just kind of trying to figure out money. Travel is not cheap right now, unfortunately, thanks to a certain individual. There's like nothing we can do about that. But I will say that 90, so like, yes, we went to Disney together and we're going on another like vacation together this year. But 90% of the time we spend together, our only expense is travel. Yes. And maybe we both pitch in for groceries. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of it is like we may go out to eat once when we're all together. Like we'll get a sitter and do a date night. When we're together, and that's my favorite thing about the three of us being together or the four of us being together, is we don't have to go and do. And we don't. Mm -mm. Like, we lay on the couch and we read and we watch movies or we watch sports or we swim or we'll go disc golfing. Like, we don't, other than going to Disney and then going on our trip this October, we don't spend very much money when we're together. No, it's very, like, our last trip 
here with Nick when we came down for Memorial Day weekend, we were going home and Nick was like, that was the best weekend because we literally just laid around and hung out and did nothing and played games. Played games. <laughs> we do a lo- play a lot of games. And it's that's just how we want it to be. Mm-hmm. And there are times, you know, I feel like if we travel down here, you guys, you know, will make us dinner and cook mm-hmm. us food. And Nick has been preparing a seven-course <laughs> meal every day for you guys to I'm come so to Michigan. But also, like, there are times where you've put money towards our plane tickets to come and see you because yeah. you wanted us to come so badly. And I'm like, well, financially, I don't know if we can make it work. And you're like, here you go. <laughs> yes, it can. And it's just, I mean, I know that isn't the reality for everybody, but... Uh, We, you know, are just in a position where we can do that right now and we're very thankful for Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. I feel like so much of this conversation comes back to expectations Mm -hmm. that we're not, neither of us are expecting each other to drop a bunch of money to be together for every single thing. Is it nice when we can? Yes. But like when we're, we're driving up to Michigan in a week, we're staying in Nick and Kylie's RV. Mm -hmm. We're like, I mean, we could stay in the house, but it'll be nice to have our own space. And, like, the grandest of our plans is, like, going to a certain restaurant they want us to try. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, the most expensive part of the trip is going to be the freaking gas to get there. Exactly. So I think that, again, I realize that that is not accessible or achievable for everybody, but that's how we've kept it fairly low cost. Another person asked, do you ever worry about your personal security? People are so weird. I worry about my personal security every day. (laughs) You you definitely do and sometimes need to. (laughs) Yes. We have very strict, like, no geotags when we're anywhere ever together or apart. Mm -hmm. Like, we don't geotag stuff because people are crazy. And we don't share exact locations. You know, like, we don't share where our kids go to school. We don't share. I mean, most people don't even actually know where I live. Oh, yeah. Like, what state I live in. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, I mean, we were very conscious of this in the motorhome because – constantly people are like what campground are you at and when we came back to Louisiana and we were both at the same campground I had people asking where is this and I would always tell them we are willing to tell you once we've left that location and even like far enough removed where it's you know okay to share that kind of thing but I've always been very conscious and respectful towards Blake and the amount of people that, you know, follow her and everything like that. I mean, I re- would I remember when we lived in your driveway, I would always just be very conscious of even like filming videos. Yeah, like what's in the background. Yeah, like of your house and things like that. So being your friend has actually made me way more conscious of that. Well, and we were friends when we got docked. Yes. You and I were friends when we got docked and that was so traumatic and like scary and hard that that just informs everything mm-hmm. after the fact. I'd be lying. Like, I'm quote unquote, like, healed from that. And I trust Jesus to protect my family. But at the same time, like, Jesus has given us the sensibility and the tools to protect ourselves. And so we do that by being really smart with what we share online. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going on this big trip with a bunch of friends in October. And we are having a very, like, serious conversation about, like, you cannot, like, you have to pay attention to what's in the background, what you're geotagging where you are because obviously I like to think that my people aren't quote unquote crazy, but they're crazies on the internet. Absolutely. There just are. Yeah. Another one was what makes you best friend? Struggling with that definition. That's a really fair question. That is. I think for me, I mean, we keep coming back to the word safe, but 
I remember the day that I felt like I knew that our relationship was going to be so much more deeper than it was because I felt comfortable sharing my story with you. Mm-hmm. And that is something that I have held very close to my heart for a very long time. We and did a traumatic friendship. We did a traumatic story swap basically was, one day. Yeah, exactly. And that was the day for me where I was like, I am comfortable enough where I know that Blake is going to love me regardless of anything that I have ever done. And just, I think, our foundation in Jesus. I mean, that, you know, are the ways that we're like-minded and the ways that we have a relationship with Christ is just the most important to me. Yeah, agreed. And I think a big part of it for me, too, I, I don't remember if it was FaceTime or Mark. I think it was FaceTime like a week ago. I was like, I realized that when something good or bad happens, I want to call Jeremy and then I want to call you. Mm-hmm. And don't, I don't, most of the time, don't feel annoying. Yeah. When I'm like... Because there will be days in this industry where something good will happen. 30 minutes later, something bad will happen. 30 minutes later, something really huge will happen. Like, that's just the reality of my life. And I'm calling you every single time. Yeah. And you're all in every single time. Yeah. Unless you're busy, which is fine. But, like, I think for me, that click in the last year of, like, when something happens, I want Jeremy to know and then I want Kylie and Nick to know. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's kind of the definition of best friendship is that I want you to know and I know that I can call you and tell you no matter what. Yeah. How do you keep a long distance friendship fun? Because I feel like we do have a lot. I think some of it's just personality. I do. So if you, likely this is not the correct audience, but the four of us are a big fan of Two Bears, One Cave. (laughs) So we have a group text that's the four of us and we send a lot of TikToks because we are kind of this like like amalgamation of Two bears, one case. (laughs) And so like a lot of it really like makes sense for our life. But we send TikToks back and forth. We encourage one another. We talk about things that are going on in the four of us group texts. We Marco Polo a ton. When we are together, we play games. We we have a lot of fun without having to spend money to have fun. Our kids are obsessed with (laughs) y'all. And so like we are chopped liver when y'all are around. And I think that makes it really fun because they like, oh my gosh. Every single day right now, it's when are we going to Michigan? Yeah. Are we going? Do we go to Michigan tomorrow or today? So I think that that helps a lot too. Like, and involving your kids. Yeah, absolutely. Like, our kids are part of our friendship, mm-hmm. not the adult parts of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's definitely a part that's like safe and like over here, but a lot of time it's the six of us hanging out. Yeah. I think that makes it fun. It does. Yeah. And I think we love to play Mario Kart on. FaceTime. We'll just Mm -hmm. set up FaceTime and we can play Mario Kart online together. And it is so fun. And I kick everybody's butt. (laughs) So annoying between you and Jeremy. But that's just another thing where, you know, when we're not together, we can do this apart. And we just are always finding ways, I feel like, Mm -hmm. to do stuff being long distance. And we I think having an Enneagram 7 and an Enneagram 8 wing 7 in there. Like, you can't, like, we're always like, I can't, how can we have fun? Like, <laughs> what fun can we have? That would be fun. <laughs> Just constant. Let's do that. Let's do that. So, I think that about covers everything. Yeah. So, yeah. It's also worth noting that we are recording this the day that SCOTUS overturned Roe versus Wade. So, we're a little hype. So, it's crazy. Like, it's kind of cool that we're both very openly pro life voices. And we got to like be together. We yeah. were literally sitting on the couch and I was like, oh, shnizmit. <laughs> they just overturned her over this way. And we like instantly turned the TV mm-hmm. on. 
So it's kind of cool that we got to experience that together. And I mean, the best memory, all four of us in them. Yeah. Or at least the two of us. Truly. No, it's been the best gift. And we're very thankful for it. All right. That's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right. See you next week.